Today, we are speaking to Niloy Banerjee, UNDP Resident Representative for Malaysia, Singapore and Brunei. UNDP is currently supporting 120 countries to achieve their climate goals through adaptation actions and meeting the challenges of climate change. I'm your host, Kelvin Boy, and this is the second episode of Climate Action Race to Zero on InvestCal Conversations. In our last episode, we learned that a collaborative approach is required to manage a climate action plan. Eloy, could you please tell us the role cities play in this? 55% now um, of the global population are living in cities. And uh, by 2050, we will be closer to 70%, if not more. Uh, Malaysia is uh, well above the global mean uh, already with uh, 77% living in cities, which of course, you know, it's, it's something to celebrate. So cities are global engine for energy and, and, and creativity and innovation and, uh, and producing the great uh, GDP miracle that our world is seeing. As our Secretary General, uh, Mr. Gutierrez, uh, Antonio Gutierrez likes to say, the cities are where, where the climate battle will be won or lost. One aspect of climate change, which is not an urbanization, where, where these two forces come together, is uh, while cities are burgeoning and they're also therefore creating a large climate load, cities are also creating a climate-related inequality load. Uh, that this is something we will need to we will need to address. Climate change is making societies more unequal and climate change in cities uh, will also create w- tremendously complex uh, divisions of inequality which which we eventually need to need to uh, tackle you know when we adjust current gdp levels and current per capita income levels through a climate filter uh, i.e how much of it has been done without extraction without pollution etc uh, most countries fall down, tumble down big time in in the uh, in the league table. The conclusion of that is none of our countries have done well, uh, prospered uh, without doing some damage to the environment and and creating some climate load. The numbers are very sobering, particularly for our subregion, uh, even for the ASEAN region in general, but particularly for our subregion of Malaysia, Singapore, and Brunei, where all three countries tumble down on any index of of development, per capita income or uh, human development index, when you filter it through an extra parameter of uh, climate change and or or extraction or any other planetary load. Uh, In UNDP, we we call it the planetary adjusted human development index. uh, And we've done quite a bit of data work behind this. Uh, But just to tell you that this is a reality and um, we must all wake up to it. That said, Cities are taking leadership. Uh, uh, We are seeing that in Malaysia, but across the world. Across the world, we are seeing uh, many cities uh, really leading the path of of low carbon, uh, sustainable, low mobility, low carbon buildings. There's a notion that building green cities costs more. What's your opinion? Uh, Green cities don't need to be more expensive or uh, a non-profitable uh, proposition. There, there, there is there is a good business model to be built there. Uh, under this program, we we provide a, a monitoring and a, a public disclosure system, uh, strengthening transparency. We've been quite closely associated with Malaysia's uh, recent uh, announcement. Uh, we have worked behind the scenes 
uh, on on the recent uh, ambitious NDC announcement. We're moving from 35 to 45 percent uh, less intensity per GDP uh, of emissions. Uh, this is this is a big step because this this part is not what developing countries call the CBDR, the the combined but differentiated responsibilities. Malaysia is moving to this uh, this position unconditionally. Climate change governance is is becoming a really important area of, uh, where we need to. We need to evolve. We just need to get better at it. We still think of climate change as a Ministry of Environment problem. It's not. It's obviously not. It's your problem, my problem, private sector, corporate sector's problem, small and medium enterprise problem. What is the role of technology in tackling climate change? We also need to work on uh, technology. If net zero is to be achieved by 2030, 2050, 2060, as different countries have have named their uh, outer boundaries for net zero. We are still, technologically, we are quite primitive in, in many, many ways. We are still producing cement, which is one of the biggest uh, emitters in the production process, using almost the same technology we were using at the turn of the century, the previous century. Uh, same with iron and steel. So, and it's nobody's fault, not the industry's fault, not the government's fault. We need more technology. Uh, we need breakthroughs there and to... So net zero is not just going to happen uh, just from good behavior or all of us getting aware, but also we need, we've got work to do there. At the end of the day, down to us, each one of us individually, public participation, our own behaviors and the choices we make and how we, how we model our behavior for our children, for our friends, for, for, for people we interact with on a daily basis is absolutely, citizen action has no substitute in this, in this game. This podcast is brought to you by InvestKL. Stay tuned for the next episode.